me and Mike are, are really great friends. Here we go. It's always selling for you. Social media is a great place for that to spread and sometimes it can spread like wildfire. Over a million, two million dollars in revenue that you didn't have before online. I know that I bought from people just because I liked that person. It can branch outside of social media as well, but the, the point is you really just want people talking about your product. A tale as old as time, sales versus marketing. <laughs> well, well, well. Here we go. It was bound to happen sometime, right? <laughs> Which one are you taking again? I, I mean, I feel like naturally I should just take marketing. <laughs> uh, but I, I'd be down to already sales too. I could do it. No, I think you could take marketing. I think right. this is a battle for the ages because I'm really sales oriented. Um, and I really, you know, obviously I, I take care of the sales team and all that. So um, I think this would be a good one. All right. I'll give you the floor. I'll start. Yeah, I'll start. Sales is obviously important, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to understate that or say, you know, there shouldn't be sales or anything. Like, I, I think at the end of the day, you do need someone who is the sort of like the gatekeeper bringing people in at the end of the, um, you know, at like the end of the funnel. But I think you can make a salesperson's job way easier and get more for your money as an organization by marketing well, rather than hiring more salespeople. And I think this is especially true as companies get bigger because every salesperson you bring in, that's another body that you have to pay for. That's another salary. That's, you know, all that that goes into them, training them. You never know if they, like they might leave, whatever. But if you're spending on money on marketing and it's more like going towards your brand and like these, these long, long-term plays, you're not susceptible to, you know, someone having an off day or uh, you're not susceptible to someone leaving and taking, you know, some of their clients with them. You're not susceptible to, um, you know, maybe like the, the highs and lows as much. I know, I, you're definitely still going to have seasonality and stuff like that. So maybe, you know, that's not a good point, but I do think that, um, you know, marketing spend could go a really long way. Look at some of these companies that have primarily built themselves through marketing. Like, I mean, I'll go Apple as, as a, uh, an example. Like you look at Apple, man. I mean, their marketing almost doesn't even feel like marketing. That's how good they are at it. Um, and I, I know like, obviously they have people in their stores and like, those are kind of salespeople. They're kind of tech people, kind of salespeople too. But to me, a company like that is just built through marketing. And I think you look at any company that's built through marketing like that, and it's just so foundationally strong. So that, that would probably be my starting argument. Okay. Well, I think those are all good points, right? And I think obviously you need marketing, but um, in this debate, I'm, I'm going to argue sales because, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that I look at it is marketing is sales at scale, right? Mm -hmm. So, so it, it's, it's, it's a way to scale your company to the masses quickly with a lower conversion rate than if I were to knock on someone's door. And I feel as though you're going for volume at that point rather than quality per se. Yeah. Um, it's not to say you can't get quality sales either, but you're going for quantity. 
Um, and so from our, our standpoint, and the reason why I love sales and having a sales team is that in our business, we like creating a relationship, right? And we like creating um, uh, a partnership with our clients. So it's not a, just a matter of, you know, this is why we don't go and spend huge amounts of money on TV and things like that, where we're going to, our phones are going to ring and we get clients that come in and, you know, do all that, which is great. It's great. But what we like to do is we like to take a targeted approach, right? We want to look at the companies that we actually want to work with, that we think that we can bring value to and benefit to, and then create that relationship. Because at the end of the day, um, I think that businesses and the people that are in those businesses, they want to work with people that are like them, that they like, that they could grab a beer with, that they trust. And if you have someone on your side, on our side, that is compelling, that knows what they're doing, that's trustworthy, that helps kind of move the needle for our prospects and potential customers. And so, um, I think there's a little bit more control when it comes to sales teams, but you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, once you get to a certain point and your company is is massive or big, if you're Apple, right? Yeah, of course, you don't need anything besides marketing. And, 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 and the, the same holds true with like State Farm, right? State Farm, yeah, they sell insurance and whatever. They're compare, competitive against Allstate and Geico and all the others, but at the end of the day, it really seems like, like they're all marketing firms. Yeah. They're just marketing companies, yeah. right? Because who can get the best commercial? Who can get Aaron Rodgers, the discount double check? What can they do with Chris Paul? Like, it just seems as though they're more focused in on marketing while their internal platform is still on DOS. Like when they want to run a quote at State Farm, it's still on DOS. <laughs> so that's crazy to me in my head but regardless I, I think I went off point um, for me we really really value a sales team and if you have a very good sales team that is something that to me is priceless because it controls the revenue it controls your face um, and truth be told the sales team is also the hardest team to to build in a company any company whatsoever a sales team is the hardest just because there's so many different variables to it. Hmm. Um, you know, you gotta be likable. You gotta be confident. You can't be cocky, you can't be arrogant, but you gotta be friendly, but they want someone positive that knows and is confident that they could trust. So it, there's, there's a lot to it. Um, and there's always this connotation with sales guys too, right? So there's always that like, oh, there's sleazy sales guy, or, you know, there's th certain things like that. But if you can kind of get past that, if you can kind of build their trust and kind of get through it, um, it's also a, a, a value of relationship that I don't think can be met through just marketing, signing up, buying, and then throughout that process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's fair. And I'll, I'll get away from the Apple example because I think that's sort of unfair you know, they're, they're like top tier at what they do right. you know, to use them. It's like, all right, you know, they can come out with anything and it's everyone yeah. will buy it. Exactly. Maybe because of their marketing, but I'll still get away from it. Um, <laughs> regardless though, I, I think you bring up some good points. However, I think they can also apply to marketing. So some of the things you're saying about 
you know, ha- establishing that personal connection, the trustworthiness, being likable, whatever. I think you can do that through your marketing too, by kind of establishing yourselves, you know, broadcasting stuff, doing video podcasts like this, sending it out to the masses, you know, like people get to know who we are a little bit. Um, so I think, you know, that same thing still applies. However, it's just like on a different level, the sales guys doing it, you know, maybe they're reaching out, maybe they're doing cold outreach and they're doing it then maybe like inbound leads are coming out and they're doing it then. Whereas marketing is doing it prior to that. They're sort of warming them up. They're the foot in the door. They're saying, Hey, this is a little bit about who we are enough to get you interested so that then you can have someone on the back end who then fulfills those thoughts that someone already had about your brand. So I I would say like, you know, you can still apply it in that sense. Um, But I I do agree that, you know, with salespeople and, you know, how they're, how it's structured and, and, you know, given that they represent the brand and they're such like a important first touch point, they are so important. I think the difficulty in that though is a, a pro to the marketing argument and in, in forming that sales team and finding those people who are good, who represent you in the way that you want to be represented. That's a challenge. Marketing, I would argue, I mean, look, there are so many different, marketing is such a broad field and it can be difficult. You can make it difficult, but it can also be pretty simple and easy, I think. If you just look at like the basic principles and, you know, put yourself out there and give like a clear, consistent message. So I think, I think that's my next rebuttal. Okay. No, which, which 100% makes sense. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're a marketing agency. It's what we do is help companies market themselves. So I do agree with you that there needs to be a little bit of both, but for this sake, I mean, it's, it, it, again, it's going to come down to like the business, the industry and what you're buying. Right. So for me, like I just got engaged. Right. And, um, and I just proposed and, you know, you can go and buy a ring online. You can buy a diamond online. You can go use a website and you can order it and it's cheaper. Right. Like it's just cheaper to go online, go directly to a manufacturer of diamond, get the setting and buy the ring online. Okay. It's a, it's probably a huge difference. So then I went to a jeweler in Scottsdale and for that same ring and everything, it's about 15 to $20,000 more. Okay. Let's just say 15 to $20,000 more. Well, in that case, for me, I was more comfortable going to the store with a salesperson there because there's a physical thing and we're spending a lot of money on that specific item where, listen, if that sales guy sucked and I didn't like him and I couldn't trust him, I probably wouldn't went the route of online because it would have made no difference. But because I liked him, because he took care of it, because he was, and there's obviously more overhead at that cost too. So all in all, I got... I got the reason why it was, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 more than online going direct to consumer. So yeah. I think, I think that, that kind of uh, makes a difference. And it's the same thing with other big purchases, right? Like if, if you're buying something off of Amazon, of course, they mastered the marketing game of Amazon, right? You don't want to talk to anyone. You don't want to call anyone. You don't want to do anything. I don't want to even want to click more than three times because Amazon got it down. So from a marketing standpoint, I understand that. But 
if you're buying a house, and I know a lot of people are buying houses these days and the market's crazy. And if you're wanting to move from Illinois to Arizona, for example, would you buy a house that you've never walked into? No. Would you just buy it off of the pictures that you see online and the marketing that they have? No. Would you want to talk to a realtor to figure out what's going on? Yeah. I mean, would you want to walk into the house and see how it feels? I would. So a lot of people are like that. And so I'm the same way where it's like, okay, well, I'm buying a house and I get it. But also like, there's a, there's a certain feel that you get when you walk into a house. Yeah. Definitely. Right. So I think that's important. And then the realtor being able to help you or screw it, you can just buy it directly. And then maybe in the future, everyone moves towards that route where, Hey, we're going to buy a house. It's just like going on Amazon and selecting a house. Oh, I'm going to buy it. It's a half million dollars. And then they buy a house. And I know a lot of people are doing that through virtual FaceTime and things like that with, with their realtors. Um, <clears throat> so I, again, I think it depends really on like what you're purchasing, what you're marketing, but for, in a sense of like B2B, for example, most B2B companies have a sales team because a lot of it is dependent on relationships. Um, while, you know, we focus more and we invest heavily more on our sales team because we like the relationships that we build, mm -hmm. which is also like a cliche to like, because we're a marketing agency, but it's not to say that we don't do marketing. Right. We do marketing in the sense of allowing our customers to maybe hear about us, know about us by reputation, seeing our, our billboard or seeing our ads or whatever that drives them in. And then we attach on to that salesperson um, that kind of helps facilitate. So I do think that from, from our standpoint, you know, we like a mix of both. Yeah. Um, but if I was first starting off a company, like a startup business, I would focus more on the sales side, sales team than the marketing side. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I think I would too, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think my first hire would, not my first hire, but among the first hires would be sales. Because marketing, it's an, it's an investment. And in a lot of cases, it's more of a long-term strategy, whereas sales can get you a little more something going right away, especially right. if they have a network of people already, you know, they have connections right away, you know, and you, you need that as a new business. I think ultimately what our conversation is boiling down into is a question of, you know, what you value more maybe in terms of like your philosophy for growing a business. Because I definitely agree with everything you've said. And I know you, you've been agreeing with me too. But it's like, you know, you on the one hand, you have salespeople who are establishing these relationships and all that. And like, you know, personal, interpersonal relationships, man, go so far in business. I can't tell you, you know, how often I've just seen so much. And I look, I'm not, it's not like I have. 30 years experience or something I am 31 years old and I've seen so much so I can only imagine people who are like in their 60s who've just seen so many things go to people with personal connections when maybe they were the better option or they've chosen someone who they have a personal connection with when there was a better option you know so there's so much to be said about that but coming back to a little bit about what you were saying with going to the jeweler and you know talking to someone and all that like I'm curious how you found that jeweler. I mean, it could be their location was in a good spot and you saw their sign on the side. 
to me, that's, that's marketing. Like they chose that location. Yeah. Like, you know, um, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I found them online. Well, I used okay. them before. So obviously I, but the first time I saw them, I found them online. And then the secondary thing was someone said they were awesome. So I actually went nice. in there and then I got a sales rep that was awesome. So it hit like all the marks that we're talking about today. It's okay. like, yeah, okay, you need SEO. We found them online. You have a good reputation. You have like social proof from that example. And then you give me a sales guy that I can trust. Well, of course, at that point, you're paying more than an online website that, you know, like a rear carry or whatever it is that you could just go and buy the diamond and, and they, they ship it to you directly. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think then maybe we've like found a consensus here. If you're a small business just starting out, might be better to hire a sales guy than it would be to, to kick off some marketing. Maybe if you're, if you're in the B2B space, I think if you're in the B2C space, I still think that you need to start doing, I agree. um, start doing marketing immediately. I agree with that. You and can't also, have a sales guy go sell a $5 product for you door to door. Like, that's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, very good point. Very good point. So I think we agree there. And then I think we also agree if you're like a really big company, you're only going to get so far if you only have salespeople and you definitely right. need marketing right. at that point too. Yeah. And I think there's an importance to, to both. And I think that the, the key to it all is um, having a good balance of both, right? In the perfect world, sales guys are going to be happy when you spend more in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and truthfully, marketing ROI is going to look better when you have salespeople. Oh, yeah. So I think all in all, you need a balance of both. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the, the conclusion to it all. And that's a big challenge to be honest too, to get those teams oriented well like that, where you don't have the salespeople saying, well, the leads from marketing are bad and the marketing right. are like, the leads are good. You guys just really suck at selling, right. you know, and right. <laughs> there could be all kinds of tension, but I definitely agree when all things are working well like that. It's just a flywheel, man. It's it's yeah. just you know, like the, the friction's gone. It just it just rolls. Yeah. And when when everything is aligned and, and the sales and marketing aligned, that's when your company is going to be ready to scale. And that's when your company is really, really going to grow. So yep. I think from um, our end, um, you know, we help businesses kind of do both. Um, we don't help them close. Obviously, we're not a, a outsourced sales team, but we help them get to the point where the sales guys can even manage those leads, right? So I think that's, we try to get rid of a lot of the friction for for companies. Um, So our advice to everyone is, you know what, kind of depends on the size of the company, but if you're a size similar to Utech, maybe 80 employees, you're, um, you're, you're bigger than a mom and pop, you're smaller than Apple, right? But, um, I think, yeah, you need to find a balance of both and you need to invest in both. And marketing is one of those areas where a lot of people think they know marketing, they don't, right? Um, And a lot of people say that, um, and this is one good example, right? Like when sales start to go down and they're trying to cut budget, the first budget that's always cut is marketing, which is actually the worst budget to cut. I agree. So how are you going to cut budget because your sales are going down that's only going to amplify you're basically, if you're digging a hole for yourself, 
and then you cut marketing, you're just adding another person to dig the hole with you faster, <laughs> right? Like that's just, that's just how it's going to go. That's so, a good analogy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but that's, that's kind of where, where I sit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with cool. you. All right. Thanks everybody. Sup guys, Norris here. If you haven't seen enough of me yet, I'm back again. Typical end screen video here. Leave us a like if you liked the video. Drop us a comment if you didn't. Or if you have something to say, we'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, subscribe. We'll put that button like right about here. And uh, go ahead and click that. We get all updates on our videos going forward. Thank you so much for supporting us. We hope that you like the videos. We love recording them for you.